0: you're listening to mind to muscle my name is Chantal.
1: and i'm meg whether you're tuning in from your bed a walk on the treadmill or your commute to work we are so happy you're here
0: if you're back listening to us from our previous episodes or if it's your first time tuning into mind to muscle thank you thank you thank you.
1: We have hit double digits for season two, baby. It is episode 10.
0: How great.
1: Exciting. (laughs) And we touched on at the end of our last episode that we wanted to talk about alcohol Mm -hmm. this episode. So I feel like we've got like so much that we want to say. Chantel definitely has a lot that she can say. Because you've had like a battle with alcohol.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting topic. And I felt um, the need to bring it to Meg's attention because we've been talking about it a lot lately amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Just going back and forth on like um, how I've been feeling about it and a little bit about how you've been feeling about it and helping each other through that, I feel like, has been mm-hmm. really nice. And and then it just dawned on me and I'm like, I feel like, not that I owe it to anybody to tell my story, but I, it's almost like it's a hidden little... Not secret even, but it's just something that I keep inside myself that no one really knows how much I have struggled in the past mm-hmm. with alcohol or how much it was a very big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like maybe sharing it, others could either relate or I, I don't know. I don't know if relating is a good thing on that topic, but well, I think like, yeah, alcohol is such a normalized thing in our world. Yeah. Yeah. And I really got caught up in that. Like I got mm-hmm. caught up in not recognizing that I had a problem with it necessarily, or that um, I needed to kind of back away from it. And I'm, I'm very, very fortunate that I'm at a point in my life right now that I woke up from that, mm-hmm. um, and I realized that I had a bad relationship with it. And I now don't drink. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I will never drink again. I may have like a glass of wine or a glass of champagne or something like that. But I will never be drunk again. I will never, I've gotten to a point in my life where I have no desire for it. So.
1: Yeah. And uh, like a quick disclaimer there, we want to say there's, I was going to say there's nothing wrong with alcohol, but obviously like we are a little bit blind for, there's a lot of things wrong with alcohol, just like as a substance in general, but that doesn't mean it's not delicious and it's not fun. A lot of the time there's, (laughs) nothing wrong with enjoying alcohol I should say and that's like something that we want to make very clear in this podcast this is just specifically how we feel and our stories but in the same sense that we don't pass judgment on anything else Mm -hmm. anybody's opinion really on anything however you want to handle your alcohol is totally your thing girl this is just maybe for people that it's well I, it'll be nice for us to talk about you have two young boys yeah. and like it's, it can be an, a hard thing navigating like how to talk about drinking with them to make sure that they're mm-hmm. not like going out and hurting themselves mm-hmm. or, or going too far because it's a really scary thing mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about it and you're a teenager and you're going out and you're you have way too much access to it so that's a great thing that we I think we can talk about and then this is kind of more for the people that like, might not be that interested in drinking anymore and And that are
0: feeling stuck right now. I I know for me as well like I had a few years where I felt like I just had to because everyone else was Mm -hmm. and I do believe that there's a lot of people out there that are like that and if this might be helpful for those that are listening that are kind of in that limbo of like I don't want to drink but when I go out with my friends or if I am at a family gathering I feel like I need to just so I'm not questioned or I'm not looked down on or which is crazy to think of that we actually go through those emotions when we're not drinking. Yeah, um, I did anyways. Like for a little bit, I'm like, well, if I if I don't have a drink in my hand, people are going to question me, and people are going to be mm-hmm. like, oh, come on, like peer pressure. And I yeah. felt so far down that train, right? Yeah. Like I was like, okay, I guess so.
1: It's just it's like so hard to for whatever reason. Exp- Explain to other people in your life that you're not drinking. And they automatically think that something's wrong. Like, oh my God, are you pregnant? Like, that is like one of the biggest reasons I don't want to tell people I don't want to drink is because now I'm engaged. (laughs) I don't want people to think I'm pregnant. Even if I say no, I'm not pregnant, they might still speculate that I'm pregnant because, like, at a certain point, you're not telling people, right? But it's just, it's one of the few, I'm not even one of the few, probably the only drug that if you're not doing it, people think something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not fun or you're boring or like, oh, were you an alcoholic? Is that why you don't drink or are you pregnant or all these things? like
0: It's never like, good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's never like, okay, cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's it's, why? It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, And again, just like you said, Meg, we're not coming on here to say like, stop drinking and this and that because trust me, like I am the first one to know how great and enjoyable it can be and how much fun it can be and how much, you know, you surround yourself with your loved ones and you're having drinks and it's great and it's whatever. But, Mm -hmm. um, again, we're just telling our stories and how it's affected our lives and how, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love a cocktail or a glass of wine. So Um, like, don't kick me out of that boat. I'm still in it. But, uh, yeah. Why don't we chat a bit more about your story? Because you have probably, like, a lot of people just wouldn't expect it at all. Yeah. And you were saying you don't know if relatable is the word, but I think – I don't think other people have to drink to relate to this story. I think mm-hmm. it's, like, really powerful that you are who you are now, which, like, if you haven't been able to guess, Chantel's fucking awesome. Like, just <laughs> incredible. Like, uh, the light of my life. Oh my um, gosh, I love you. Like, it's so easy to look mm-hmm. at people like you and be like, well, you probably, like, had a perfect upbringing, and you probably yeah. – just oh you work out every day of course you're not interested in alcohol but it's like you just you weren't always like this no, you know
0: not at not at all this is quite recent to be honest like within the last what do you think Meg like I would say two years not even you think I was Definitely still drinking at least My a last year like drink was in the summer
1: yeah okay well how long has it been to, well I think we should just tell your story because okay. nobody's even realizing that Chantel had a almost a bottle of wine a day sometimes oh uh,
0: easily yeah easily um i'll try not to like prolong this and make it a whole freaking story but i um to start off i've been surrounded by alcohol from a very young age and that's no fault of like anyone's at all but i just feel like generational too like I'm um, a lot of my parents age like age friends all of that like sorry a lot of my friends and people around my age, so I'm 31 um, and a lot of people around my age, their parents, it was so normal. Like it's so normal for us, but it was like even more normal for them to be drinking that like, you know, you would live your your life Monday to Friday, Friday, automatically you're having a drink. And I know this because I I talk to a lot of people and, and we talk about it and it's like, yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. And I think that's still very normal now. But again, like I said, it was just even more normal back then. So yeah, like my, my family were, they were partiers and like my, I grew up on an incredible street actually where like, um, my parents became best friends with like all of our neighbors. So it was like a big crescent we lived on and it was honestly the best ever. And, um, But everyone just, like, drank. It was so normal. Like, I always remember as a child, like, seeing adults around me with drinks in their hands, right? And there was no harm in it at all. And with that being said, with, like, remembering adults around me that were drinking and having a great time, like, everybody that was with my parents and mingling, they all had kids too. And my brother and I became, like, best friends with their kids. We considered them, like, aunts and uncles and cousins and, like, truly just family. So... That to, sounds so
1: fun. It was like, it
0: was honestly great. Like adults were having fun, kids were having fun. It was like a win-win, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like all all of the adults on the street get along, which like in turn was probably a dream come true for like them that all of the kids got along. How amazing. Now yeah. that I'm an
0: adult, I'm like, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I remember, like, this is off topic, but I remember just, like, getting to go over to friends' houses, Mm -hmm. and that was, like... I mean, not often when I was a kid and by not often, I mean like maybe once every couple of weeks, like we, do, we just weren't doing it like multiple times a week or anything, but it was like the most exciting thing. So oh if you had gosh. that all the time, like that was probably, I did have that, and all it the sounds time. like you like look back on it fondly. Like it was oh, a lot of fun. I had
0: it all the time because my mom, um, we had a hair salon in our basement, like I've said before. So she would did hair at home, but she was also ran a daycare like your mom did, mm-hmm. um, and there was, like, kids from our street that would come over and stuff like that. And, like, we became so close with those kids. So I was with them all the time. Like, they would sometimes just sleep over. Like, they – and in the summer, it was just, like, 24-7 party for a lot with all of us, right? It was great.
1: Whereas, like, it was so different for me. Like, my mom did run an at-home daycare as well. Mm. But um, my dad, way when, when I was younger, like, not that I remember at all. I just know that this is – primarily the reason that they didn't drink too much he had like a scare with his liver that didn't end up having anything to do with what he drank but trying to figure out what was going on mm-hmm. both my parents just ended up like cutting alcohol my dad didn't drink it to this day doesn't drink it at all anymore oh, and now <laughs> my mom she's got it has like a drink a night probably um but yeah like we did not it's I, I just didn't even like I just don't remember alcohol being around when I was a kid at all
0: Wow. See, and that's crazy to me because it was like always, always has been a part of my life. And that's like no fault to anybody. I'm just saying like I was always surrounded around it. Mm-hmm. And um, I really grew up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, And it was probably like you look up to all these adults,
1: right? Totally. They're all like having such a good time. So as soon as you're the age and by the age, I mean like 16 or 17, because, you know, we all start like sneaking drinks then like you go with oh, your friends absolutely. to parties and stuff like that. So when you were the age, it was probably like, I remember when I was a kid thinking smoking looked cool. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you would be, we'd like be playing house and I'd be like pretending to smoke a cigarette cause you see all the adults yeah, doing it. And it's true. just like, it's cool. And like, I'm so
0: thankful that wasn't, I mean, yeah, you know, like I had a lot of yeah. smoke smoking around me too, but I wasn't, I never picked that up and thank goodness for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always was like, it was just easy. It was easy access to me. And I never saw alcohol in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Like the adults that I was surrounded by that drank, I never saw them angry. They were never like angry drunks. They were never aggressive. They were never like inappropriate or anything like that. So I always saw it as like, ooh.
1: It was like just fun juice. So yeah, so cool
0: and this looks awesome. And they're all having so much fun. There's so much laughter. There's hugging. There's joy. And like, I want that. Yeah. And I remember like entering high school Um, I started dating. It was my first boyfriend and he was like very interested too. And I was like, yeah, me, me too. And we were both like trying to find the parties with the older people. And, um, my parents were the parents that like were, I didn't have to sneak it from them, which I am very grateful for. I never had to like go behind their backs and be like, who can buy me alcohol and, or like sneak into their liquor cabinet. My mom always was like, if you're going to drink, you're doing it under my supervision. Mm -hmm which I respect a lot because like it can be really scary. Um, and it was, I just, I just took it way too far, mm-hmm. way too far. Um, I would drink and drink and drink. Like it would only be at, on weekends at this point. Cause I was in high school. And so we're talking like what you're 15, maybe. Fourteen, fifteen, 15, going yeah. into grade nine. Like grade oh, going grade into
1: grade nine, you're 14.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, so I'm 14. I think you're at 13
1: turning 14. Yeah. yeah. So I'm young. i
0: 14 at this point because, yeah. And um, I remember the first time, I remember it feeling really drunk. Like, I would get quote unquote buzzed around my mom, like have like a a cooler or like, you know, and get all like giddy and and whatever. And I thought it was awesome. And then this one girl from high school was hosting a party and I went and I remember feeling drunk for the first time and I loved it.
1: Oh my God. I literally remember the first time I got drunk. I remember where I was. I remember what room I was in this house when I said it. And I literally verbatim said, through my drunk slur, I understand why people are alcoholics. This is so fun. And like, I just have that snippet in my mind. Because it was like, it was. Yeah,
0: I I absolutely I loved it. And I was like, when can I do this again? Mm -hmm.
1: Literally, it's like, Oh, I get it. Like, I want to drink all the time, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I didn't drink during the week when I was in high school, thank goodness. But um on weekends, I'm talking like, I didn't just get my six pack of coolers and drink. Like I would get a two, six of vodka and drink the entire thing. That's Mm -hmm. what it it came to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, I made like goals for myself with that. Like, which is so embarrassing to even say and admit, but I I would sit there and say like, I need to finish this whole bottle tonight. And if I don't black out, I didn't have a good night. Like I wanted to black out and I, I did like there was multiple times I woke up and had no clue what happened Mm -hmm. the night before and that's petrifying, and I think back on it, and I'm like sad for my younger self because, like, guys, if I'm going to be completely honest, like I've slept at gas stations before, mm-hmm. like I've had naps in ditches, like I've walked hours and hours to get home, thinking it's fun, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night, yeah, and. I am incredibly blessed because I was always surrounded by really amazing people. My group of friends was mostly um, like four girls, a few guys, and my brother's friends. And a few like a few of my brother's friends who are older and two are brothers to me. They're my other brothers 100%. And I don't know if that was like a little bit of a leeway of me thinking like I can be a little bit more loosey-goosey because I have them protecting me. Mm -hmm. But they were also just as intoxicated half the time. So it was to a point where I I honestly would wake up wondering what happened to me. How did I get here? Who was I with? And I liked it. Mm -hmm. It didn't scare me. Mm -hmm. I I like thought it was funny. I liked it and I was immediately up hopping on whatever device it was like MSN or anything to find out who was going to drink with me the next night. And I remember it like I think of it as an issue now when I look back and like I had a job. I was a cashier at a grocery store and alcohol has always made me very sick mind you. So it's interesting that I continued to push through it. Um, like night of drinking it or just morning, the next day, right? The next okay. day I would throw up all day from like 7am till 6pm, like severely mm. throwing up every 10 to 20 minutes. Like I went, um, I sit here and I'm like, I wonder if I had um, an allergy to it, but like, no, you drank a two six of vodka. That's what happens to you with poison yeah. in your body. Yeah, um, Your body is telling you that this is so bad for you.
1: It's literally like please get it out. Like that is what's happening when you're throwing up the next day. It's rejecting it. It's not just a side effect of drinking alcohol. Your body is like, this is toxic. Get it out. Yeah. It's poison
0: that you're putting in your body. It's crazy. But, um, I would throw up at my till. Like I would open up bags, puke and continue to work. And like, that's disgusting. And that was my normal life and doing that and knowing i was going to go back home and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my normal high school life 100%. And then um uh, it was it was when i was in high school i believe it got really severe to the point where like my brother started getting really disappointed in me um this is still in high school. This was still in high school. He was getting really, really, because I was getting very, um, like, losing respect for myself, right? Oh, okay. I would lose all my things. I would lose my phone. I would lose my fake ID that I had, because I had a fake ID. I wasn't even old enough, and I was going into bars and mm-hmm. all this stuff. I would, like, I it. it was to the point where I didn't even know. I couldn't even, like, compose a sentence so and then he would wake me up in the morning and be like what are you doing mm-hmm. like so disgusted at me and so disappointed and I would be like confused I'm like I thought you I thought you liked this too I thought this was fun I thought this was like what we did and he's like no like I so I lost my phone one night and it was pouring rain the next day and we my brother and I lived with my mom at the time and um I woke my brother up and I was like can you drive me to the mall like I need a new phone he's like no absolutely not like he was so mad at me and he doesn't get mad at me Mm -hmm. he was so mad at me and so finally he ended up driving me it was pouring rain and I started like throwing up like I had to get him to pull over to throw up because I was so sick he's like get out of my car get out and he was like, I'm I'm done with you. Like, not done with you. Until, he's like, you know what I mean? Like done with this car Done ride. with this. Yeah. Like this is disgusting. You need to get your shit together. Like and that night, him, um, my mom, Kevin, which is my stepdad, and my brother's best friend had to like sit me down and like have a mini intervention with me. And be like, You're gonna kill yourself. Like you are so severely addicted to this mm-hmm. and this is taking over your life and you are losing out on life because this is all you're caring about and it did open my eyes a little bit it did i think i maybe like i remember this day so well and i was very depressed that day and that's when i first experienced my um anxiety yeah but like it was severe like it was like a glimpse of what depression is mm-hmm. And I still at this age, it was so young. I didn't know alcohol was a depressant. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that was hand in hand. I was just like, why do I hate my life today? Right? Mm -hmm. Like I wake up, I'm feeling very anxious and I hate my life. And I feel like I'm fat and I feel like I'm ugly. And I feel like I, everyone hates me. And like, I was so young to feel that way too, Mm -hmm. but it was so bad. And that opened my eyes a little bit. I'm like, well, I don't want to drink anymore. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Maybe it would last maybe a day. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't even go that long. And um, so that little mini intervention, it did really wake, me up for a minute for a minute i stopped i stopped a little bit or just had like two or like even i was getting older and my mom and kevin would have a drink and they're like oh why don't you have a drink with us And my response would be like i don't see the point in having one drink if i'm Mm -hmm. drinking i'm getting
1: oh my god i used to be the exact same yeah
0: i'm like i'm not having that's a waste
1: that's another thing i remember saying to my mom i don't understand why people just have one drink like (laughs) why aren't people just drinking to get drunk
0: (laughs) it's crazy yeah um and then I, yeah, so all through high school, I, um, that's, it, it was, it was really severe in the blackout stage. I could mm-hmm. say like, that was a scary time in my life. Again, I'm very blessed. I was surrounded by great people. I was never that I know of, which is sad to say. I can't even, I can't even sit here guys and say, I am confident that I was never taken advantage of mm-hmm. or something had ha- happened because I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty confident it didn't because I was always surrounded by really great people. Like, I, and here I was just gonna say they always made sure I got home, but like I slept at a gas station before the whole mm-hmm. night. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with me? Anyways, it's okay. Um, we're past that. We don't sleep at gas stations anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but then I moved out west. Like, I was so lost in my life. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like sad, confused, feeling like I was so behind and everything. So I, I moved to Banff and, um, guess what? Banff is like party central. Mm-hmm. Party central. I was like in my glory. I'm like, oh, great. Did you
1: like know that going out there? And I didn't.
0: I did, but I didn't really like,
1: realize. Okay. So it wasn't like one of the motives.
0: No, it was just like I wanted something new and exciting and that was that. And then when I got there, it was very new and very exciting, and surrounded by alcohol, like heavily. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, I was surrounded by it before. Mm-mm.
1: And was it free for you guys? Because you worked.
0: I worked as like a cart girl for yeah. a golf course, so like I could drink anytime I wanted, and then
1: oh, during the day, even like oh, out I on was the job during the day.
0: You I wasn't allowed to, but I absolutely was, mm-hmm. like absolutely. And a lot of the members at the Banff Golf Course, they're. Owners of some sort of thing in Banff. So they're very wealthy. They're very, you know, they mm-hmm. just, they golf at the golf course all the time. So what they would do is like, I would give them free alcohol and they'd be like, come to my bar later because they'd own a bar. And then we'd just go to their bar and get wasted that on that night for free because we'd be like, it'd be like a trade-off. Terrible idea. Terrible. Like, I think about it and I'm just like, oh my Goodness. And okay, so just to do a little quick run through Banff, my very first day on the job, I had two days of training. And yes, I worked on the golf course and it was pretty, pretty like fun, you could say, but it was a very serious job. Like it's a very high end hotel. Mm-hmm. You do not mess around. Like you need to be on your freaking top notch game. You're serving celebrities. You're serving like very powerful people. Um, so they make sure you are like top notch. Yeah. And um, so I got trained for my two days and I was supposed to work at 3 p.m. or 1 p.m. 1 p.m. on the Monday and my boss came up to me she's like oh my gosh Chantal um I have to switch your shift around a little bit can you do the 6 a.m. shift can you open the course and I was like yeah of course like no problem and one of my girlfriends came up to me shortly after and was like you want to come out with us tonight and I was like no I can't I'm doing the 6 a.m. shift tomorrow and she goes Sunday fun day Sunday fun day everyone does it don't worry I'll make sure you get up for your shift. Like don't, just come out and experience it because I was still so new. And I was like, well, okay. If everyone does it, like it can't be that bad. I won't really drink. I, I, it was awful. I completely blacked out. I don't even remember anything. I don't remember anything except for waking up at 9.30 the next day, 9.30.
1: (gasps) Oh my God, you've told me this story before. But like even just hearing that, made me like
0: (sighs) that's how i felt i woke up to like a million missed calls from my mom because she knew i was starting my first day at 6 a.m my mom knew i was supposed to start at 6 a.m so she she called me a million times um my boss was calling me a million times and i looked at my phone and i was like there's no way it's 9 30 right now your
1: heart probably sunk to your butt
0: three and a half hours oh my god yeah to start not 30 minutes like half the shift honestly yeah So I freaked out, and to get to the golf course, you took a shuttle, and this is a seven minute shuttle ride. So like, it's not even like I could run downstairs, and I'm there. Yeah. So I had to get my uniform on, and I ran over, threw up on the shuttle bus. And this
1: would have been your first first day. Oh my god, first
0: day. I threw up on the shuttle bus. How embarrassing. And I got there, ran into my boss's office. My eyes are bloodshot. Like, I am still drunk, for sure. I'm still absolutely wasted. By the sounds
1: of it, like, she can tell. Like, oh, it doesn't she seem pissed. like this is, like...
0: Like, she looks at me. She goes, Sunday fun day? <gasps> she said that mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. And I oh,
1: was like... Oh, my God. It was so... It was, like, a thing.
0: It was. In for Vamp, these people, like, yeah. you go out on Sunday night. That's when you party. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Now, let's backtrack a little bit. On the shuttle, I was texting my brother's friend, Cody and he's like a brother to me and i said meet me at the airport today can you get to the airport
1: oh like you're like i'm being sent home i'm
0: i'm done i'm yeah. getting fired i have to come home and he was like what's going on i told him he's like oh my gosh chantal and I was like, "Can you be there?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll, I will be there. I'll pick you up. Just let me know what time." Like he was so great. Um, anyways, I didn't get sent home, but it was awful. Like mm-hmm. it was my final warning, my first and final warning. I she need was to know like, what else she
1: said to you. Oh, she
0: just like looked at me and she's like, "Don't ever do this again." Oh my
1: god, that'd and be so scary. I'd be was crying.
0: Awful. for like, sure. What a terrible first impression. Yeah, seriously. So I was like a mess, and I tried snapping myself out of, out of it. I thought I did. I was like, "I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better." I never showed up late again, but. I drank all the time in Banff, all the time, all to the point where I gained like 40 pounds in Banff.
1: No way.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. I came home and I was a whole, like, I, just from alcohol, mm-hmm. like strictly from alcohol.
1: It's Yeah. It's bloating. I yeah. Mean.
0: It was so crazy. So anyways, I came home and let's just like fast forward to literally like the last few years. Um, alcohol still was very present in my life throughout. Like I love my glasses of wine. I love a bottle of wine. Um, and I, I thought it was so normal. Mm-hmm. I always thought, like, how I was in my past wasn't normal. And, like, I knew that wasn't normal. But I thought, like, oh, I was just like that because I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I recognized about a year ago, I would say. Mm-hmm. You think? Maybe not even. I would say <laughs> mm,
1: more than a year ago. Yeah, Because a year ago, we started the podcast. And okay, you were definitely... Yeah. Like, you've been having casual drinks yeah. but I would say like I'm thinking about your moment is when you stopped like drinking you know yeah
0: yeah I don't even know but I remember being at work like highlighting people's hair and just dreaming of wine mm-hmm. like being like I can't wait to go home and have a glass of wine I can't wait I can't wait I can't wait and I would like drool over it and be so excited and I um recognized that it was a problem when I truly was using it as like a coping mechanism for everything going on in my
1: life.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, It was like a comfort thing. Like if I was sad, I got a glass of wine. If I was angry, glass of wine. If I was happy, glass of wine. To the point where, yeah, I would drink a bottle a night as a mom. Mm -hmm. 100% kids go to bed, I'm opening wine. Now, all of that being said, I am very grateful for Ryan in this situation because he does not drink. Mm -hmm. He, um, I've never seen Ryan drunk before and never, never. I've never seen him drunk. And when I first started dating him, I was like, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Like that's boring. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a bummer. Why don't you have some drinks? He's like, "Uh, it doesn't, I don't have interest. And I remember him saying to me one time, I don't like the feeling of something else having control of my body. Mm -hmm. I didn't even relate to that. Yeah. Which is scary because, like, alcohol always had control over my body. Yeah. But I was like, huh? What do you uh-huh. mean? Until I woke up from it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I hate that feeling. I mm-hmm. hate it. Mm-hmm. But back to Ryan not drinking, I'm very grateful he never did because that could have been extremely terrible for my relationship with alcohol.
1: Yeah. You guys absolutely would have been enabling each other mm-hmm. and just And who knows where
0: I'd be today, right? And that's really... Yeah. It's scary, but... um, I think once I started really shifting my mindset, that's when I really realized like I was using it as a coping mechanism and I was using it as like comfort and I was using it for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I wasn't using it because I I wanted to. I was using it because I felt like I needed to. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And um, it's
1: just so crazy to me that it's and like I am just as much a part of the problem if something exciting happens. I'm like, let's have a glass of wine or something like that, but that it's used to celebrate when it's it like wild. literally just makes us feel like shit mm-hmm. makes me feel like shit. Oh, i mean, maybe not everybody like, has the same experience with it, but and
0: as I got older, that's another thing. Like as I got older, the more my body didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So I really was like, what is this doing for me? Mm-hmm. Like I'm having this glass of wine and waking up and not on my a game. I have to take like three to four days to fully recover from alcohol. Yeah. I have a business to run and children to raise. I cannot be doing that at all.
1: I just like, I, the last time I drank, this is not even that long ago. I was going to be like, the last time I drank, drank was New Year's Eve. Not that long ago at all. But like the, before that, it was a while since I'd been drunk. Mm -hmm. And just like to the point of what you were saying about it taking you three to four days to recover, It's like, I just, since I've, and you were saying like, your mental shift is really what changed it for you. When I like found what was worth living for, and for me right now, that's like taking care of my body and helping other people realize how good it feels to do that. I didn't have the fucking time to be hungover. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot be spending one to two days doing nothing and just recovering from drinking alcohol when there's so much that I want to do. And it's honestly so frustrating, like waking up and feeling that shitty and just like knowing that like, I am not going to get anything done today.
0: It's a waste of a day, right? Mm -hmm. I I remember during COVID, I got really bad with drinking again. And I think a lot of people did. Yeah, Um,
1: It was like, there was like nothing else to do. And it was one of the few things open. Like oh, the LCBO will Which always is be open. So freaking
0: terrible. I could go on a tangent about that, but anyways, um, I blacked out during COVID, mm-hmm. and I think that woke me up. Actually, as I'm as I'm saying this out loud, I remember that really slapped me in the face. Cause guess what? I had my two boys at that time, mm-hmm.
1: and you were by yourself. You didn't. Mention. I was
0: by myself. Ryan was working, and I woke up not knowing how I got to bed. No clue. I don't remember the last. Few hours of my night, and my children needed me. And I remember laying on the living room floor while they were playing, and I was just dead to the world feeding them goldfish for Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, what? Mm -hmm. And that made me sick. I was like, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. You chose alcohol over your children.
1: Mm -hmm. You did.
0: That's plain and simple. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's disgusting. And they need you. Like, what are you doing?
1: I have always thought that, like, by the time I have children, I'm going to have to quit alcohol completely because I cannot imagine being hungover Mm -mm. and being a parent at the same time. Like, those are two that I don't think I could manage to (laughs) do together. I don't recommend at all. But it's crazy because, like, you were talking about how, like, as you've gotten older, your body doesn't put up with it as well. And I think that that's probably a lot of people because I remember, like, a Mickey or oh, sorry, not a Mickey. You were, you were drinking a two six. <laughs> I was showing up at a party with a Mickey. Here I come in with my two six under like, my
0: arm, like get out of here.
1: Even still just a Mickey. I was showing up with that and uh, like Friday and Saturday night in high school. And I think this is the difference of like, what we see as children is literally like, like shapes our future. So, and I think like when I finished high school, I was like, holy fuck, like all right, I did my thing. I didn't even really go out to the bar. Like, I drank so much in high school Mm -hmm. that I was like, once I was of age and I was allowed to, it was like no fun anymore. It was like, I I had no interest. But like I was saying, it wasn't something that was like so normal for me growing up. Mm -hmm. It was more like a, this is what like the cool people are doing and my friends are doing, so I want to do it. So then when I wasn't surrounded by those people anymore, I just like wasn't really interested anymore. But for you, that was like just... The way of life yeah, like everybody got together and they had drinks and yeah. like for it, it probably like poured into you carrying it out Abs- into adulthood you absolutely. know
0: absolutely and that's what's so scary and I'm so thankful for my mentality and my self-love within myself and the amount of respect I have for my own self because I really woke up and realized like I don't deserve this and my boys don't deserve this because I unlike you like I drank a Lot in high school, like you said, mm-hmm. like you did too. But the only difference was, was when I graduated high school, I did look for the bars. I was mm-hmm. like, where can I go? What's open? What's happening? College age, I guess, like bars were amazing to go to Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's crazy to think of. And I'm so thankful that I am out of it. Um, And if I'm gonna be honest right now, too, a lot of the reason, not a lot, but a little bit of the reason as to why I'm pretty much like, don't even touch alcohol anymore is because I'm almost afraid that it'll take you back there. Mm -hmm. Not to the point of blacking out, of course, not to the point of drinking a bottle a night, but I loved having a glass a night Mm -hmm. or two. Mm -hmm. I loved that. And I am a little bit nervous that like I will like it again. Mm hmm. So I'm really trying to, like, learn if I'm going through something rough or if I'm having a hard day. And I'm not going to lie to you, a few weeks ago I had a really, really hard day. And I remember going home being like, I would love to have a glass of wine right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of myself that I didn't. Like, I now know the direction to take when I'm feeling those feelings of wanting alcohol. I just go to what else fills my cup, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not not that. And I remember how it makes me feel. And um, because... Ryan doesn't drink at all. And I have really stopped. My boys have really become aware that how bad alcohol is for Mm -hmm. you. And like, I sometimes have mocktails in wine glasses. And Lincoln's like, mommy, you shouldn't be drinking wine. And he's kind of like on me with that. And I'm like, it's not wine, babe. But it's great because I never looked at that as like a negative Mm -hmm. when I was his age, right? Mm -hmm. Like I never
1: And you're so right, like dating, dating, (laughs) going way back to the beginning of the podcast when you were talking about how your parents, like your parents' age group, alcohol was so normalized and Lincoln like saying, mommy, you really shouldn't be drinking wine. It's like that age group of parents was having a glass of wine with dinner. Like that was like, yeah, I'm sitting down at the table with a glass of wine for dinner.
0: And you know what? My parents never drank during the weekend. Ever. I never remember, they never had drinks like at dinner, t- at the dinner table or anything. It was just like the weekends. Mm-hmm. Right. And I totally carried that, carried that on. Right. Like mm-hmm. I never really, until I was an adult, then I'm like, ooh,
1: yeah, I so can drink. I'm wine, an adult. I'm, I can drink whatever I want. I'm going to have a glass of
0: wine <laughs> with dinner and after dinner and when the boys go to bed. And now yeah. the bottle's gone. <laughs> like, great. And, um,
1: but yeah. you saying how you were really stressed out a few weeks ago and you wanted a glass of wine. Mm. It gets to a point for a lot of people where it's becomes like just a, like a third leg to stand on, like a a crutch, like something to help you. And it's a distraction Mm -hmm. and it alleviates stress and it can alleviate sadness or anger, whatever it is. And the reality of it is, is that like we are finding ways to not have to actually feel our feelings and like feel what's actually happening And for me, at least, if I was going to drink alcohol, I've never been able to like drink alcohol to like relieve sadness or like anger or anything. Because for me, when I drink, I am just like amplifying whatever feeling I'm feeling. So if I was upset and I were to drink, I would be a sobbing mess. Mm -hmm. And it's happened before. Okay. Like I've tried. I've tested it out. It doesn't work like that for me. But um, if you're choosing to like drink to get rid of whatever feeling is bothering you that night, the next day you just have double the ache, like a physical body ache now. And now like that you're still dealing with whatever stress it was that you decided to put on pause the you, night before. And
0: you'll continue to deal with it until you actually deal with it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right, Like
0: it just gets pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, you're not you're not fixing your problems by having that glass of wine. You're actually just, like, pushing it down until you deal with it fully on your own.
1: But it's just, like, a socialized it's so form of therapy. Literally. Yeah. like It's, like, everybody... We make jokes about it. There's memes about it. Like, going home after a long day and pouring a glass of wine. It's just so normal. It and again, is- like... I don't want anybody to feel bad for doing that. I don't want anybody listening to think, like, oh, fuck, I do that. I have a glass of wine every single night. Like if it's serving you and you're happy and like this is literally, if you're happy, that's all that matters. That's Mm -hmm. all that matters. But like you and I have both been in the position where maybe we don't want to drink as much alcohol.
0: It's gotten to the point where it's, it's so normal. Like we said earlier that it's people question you when you're not drinking. Right. But it's to the point too, where for some people it's uncomfortable to even say like, I'm not drinking. Mm -hmm. And, um, Hopefully he's okay with me bringing him up in this, but Justin, my brother again, he he doesn't drink anymore either, and um, we were kind of on the same path at the same time, unknowingly, which is really cool. Like we both were kind of um, talking about it a little bit, like you know, having a drink here and there, and being like, "Man, this isn't serving me. Like it's making me feel really sick and anxious and icky and like whatever, whatever." And then he noticed the same thing, and he has now come to tell, like, our family and friends, like, I quit drinking Mm -hmm. and, um... We were having a conversation about it and he said, I chose to say I quit drinking so that way it isn't an uncomfortable cloud in the room anymore. Like people aren't like, oh, come on, just have one or are you sure or whatever? It's like, no, I quit. I'm done. Mm -hmm. So like people just know, okay, I'm not going to offer him a beer. I'm not going to offer him a drink. And I just thought that was so powerful. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so great of him to recognize that and to, to come to that decision. I was so proud of him when he told me that because I'm like, man, we're just always on the same wavelength and mm-hmm. it's great because like you know you have someone that you can relate to with that because mass majority of people think it's crazy
1: yeah justin's so great you guys have met justin he's yeah. awesome oh i remember voice noting you um i had like stumbled upon a video sometime in december i have this like influencer that i like and she'd cut drinking for 60 days or something like that and she was just talking about her experience and she was glowing like Mm. she was like beaming and so happy and she felt so good and I voice noted Chantal and I was like watching this video makes me want to go as long as I can in 2024 without drinking and um, it made me so happy (laughs) oh my god and I was just like I want to feel like that and especially when you know what feeling like that is like. Like you're not just like watching somebody be so happy and like that's so great. Like I have felt that euphoric happiness when I discovered fitness, when I like changed my life in that aspect. And so like when I look at her and I see her beaming like this, I know what that feels like. And that is like pure just joy. It's euphoria. So I had voice on you and I said that. And I remember saying to you, like, oh, well, they they make really like, cool mocktails that they sell at the grocery store that look like they're alcohol. And I was, like, trying to brainstorm, like, how, if I decided I was going to stop drinking for a long time, how I would make it look like I was still drinking when I was around people so that, like, I wouldn't be questioned about it. So it's really admirable for Justin, honestly, to just, like... And he's that kind of guy. Like, he just really... He's so blunt. Like, he doesn't care for him to just rip it off, rip off the Band-Aid and tell people, like, oh, I just quit drinking, which sounds so silly. Like, that... In retrospect, sounds easy to do, but like no you way. try doing that. You try telling all of your friends and family that you are done drinking.
0: Especially when you do drink. Like mm-hmm. used to. Yeah. Right? Like, um, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. I went to a Christmas party and for the gymnastics that I coached at. And again, it was a little bit of a slap in the face in the sense of they were all drinking. We took a big party bus to Axe Roaming and then went to a bar after. I opted out on the bar just simply because I was exhausted. And um, again, I will, no problem if like people are having gatherings and restaurant parties and whatever. I have no problem going there. I'll just like have something I'm not mm-hmm. going to drink. I have no problem with people drinking around me. I have no problem with other people, me going to parties and their drink. No problem. No judgment whatsoever, especially from me. I used to be like, that person times 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a perfect example As they were all offering me drinks. I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. And they looked like they all stopped, like deer in a headlights, like what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm okay. And they're like, you were like the life of the party. What do you mean?
1: And like the choice of words there, eh?
0: Yes. And I, and I sat there and I was like, okay, Chantal, this is your test right now, right? Yeah. I could easily be like, ah, yeah, you're right. Come on, pass it over to me. Or I was like, No, I stayed so true to myself because I know alcohol doesn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm honestly okay. I know I used to be the life of the party, but I promise you I'm still fun. Pass me that sparkling lemonade. Mm -hmm. We'll call it a day. Like, and it was great. And they meant no offense to it, but they were just like shocked because that's how much I used to drink, right? But it felt so good Mm -hmm. saying no. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of myself. You said that to me. Uh, like not too long ago you were a dd for something oh yeah yeah.
1: just last weekend and this like piles onto so what rye was saying him not liking something else having control over his body as i get older i relate to that so heavily in the sense that like when i start drinking i when i feel it kick in i am no longer completely present i'm thinking about not slurring my words (sighs) am i making sense like just all of these different things where I'm and then also as I get older, if I drink, I just get tired. So I'm not even like <laughs> enjoying my night with people. I'm just no. like thinking about when do I get to go home and crawl into my bed? So anyways, Luke and I went out with a couple of friends to go to a comedy show last weekend. Nothing crazy. But I mean, this is when the no drinking's easy because I'm doing dry jam and like so many people do dry jam. So it's like nobody questions you. It's like, oh, it's all good. Um, but anyways, I did dry Jan, so I wasn't drinking and I was the DD. I got us all home (laughs) big hero. But anyways, (laughs) I just like came home and again, I voiced on Chantel, and I was like, I feel so good. Like I was present for my entire night. I was awake for my entire night and like, I just experienced everything like to the fullest amount because I wasn't removed from the situation, making sure that I was making sense when I was speaking to these people and like keeping myself awake or whatever it was. And it just felt good. Like I didn't come home like, fuck, I can't wait for it to be February so I can drink again. Or I hope I wasn't boring or whatever it was, anything like that. Like just I just being felt- being so
0: in your head and so anxious. Yeah. It's the worst feeling in the entire world.
1: And another, something that you said, you put an emphasis on how like if people are going out and you get invited, like you're still so down to do that- and just get like a a Diet Coke or something like that. But this video that I referenced a few minutes ago of the influencer that I like, she had said a lot of the times when you decide that you don't want to drink or you want to take a break from drinking, it can be really hard in the first like couple of weeks to few weeks to be around people who are drinking. Like just because you don't have to like not have any interest in alcohol whatsoever to decide you don't want to drink anymore. Like it is so normal to if you are taking a break from it, to be around people that are drinking it and feel like, oh, like I do want to do this. Oh, absolutely. And she had just put an emphasis in her video on how like if you don't want to be around alcohol while you're getting used to this transition in your life, that's fine. Like you are allowed to say no to going out to the bar. You're allowed to say no to going out to like a big group dinner where you know everybody's going to be drinking because the people that matter and that love you are going to understand why you're doing it. And the people that are only around because they want to party or they want to drink with you are the ones that are going to be bothered by you not wanting to, to go out yeah. to have alcohol or yeah. saying no to alcohol or whatever it is. And, and it's those like, aren't your people. No, not at all.
0: Like, why? Okay, Meg. Perf- I. Oh,
1: sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Who- no, oh my God. I just thought of like two stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whoopsie. This is an example of a friendship Meg and I used to have with someone else. And it was it was great. We had so many fun times, but a lot of it was influenced by drinking
1: oh my god almost don't, all of it I don't
0: think we hung out all together without having at least a few drinks
1: well if we were like doing something together during the day one thing but like if we were doing anything past the hour of like 7 p.m like oh, we were having drinks and, like lots of them yeah
0: lots of them yeah and, and like that was like
1: the goal like we yeah, wanted lots of them yeah
0: and you remember me even waking up in the morning just feeling frantic and like I need to get home and like this mm-hmm. is awful and I don't like this and You know, I I remember a pivot point for me was during COVID. Like, yes, I had a downfall during COVID with my incident. But then I started 75 hard. Mm -hmm. When I started 75 hard, there's no alcohol on that. And that made me realize how much it didn't serve me anymore. Yeah. I remember waking up being like, I feel so good. Yeah. I love not having all this water and no alcohol. Yeah. I feel amazing. Yeah. And that's when I really, really started cutting down on, on the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And here we are. And you're a changed woman.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that I'm personally proud of myself for. Mm-hmm. And I, it's good for me because it serves me. And again, like, I'm not saying like, it's don't do it and this and that, because honestly, everyone is their own and it serves everyone for a different reason and or it may not serve you at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay either way is so great but for me that is just my story and I was down a real slippery slope of having which could have taken over my life Mm -hmm. easily and I'm just so thankful that I changed that direction me too I'm so thankful you changed that direction too because look
1: where we are both working on ourselves so hard yeah it's great it is good Mm -hmm. and we are only going up from here that's right well ebbs and flows, but yeah, always, at the but- end of the day, only up from here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I actually feel like we could sit here for another like three hours and just like talk about alcohol and tell stories. And again, if you made it this far, just as a reminder, there is nothing wrong with enjoying alcohol. There's nothing wrong with like wanting to partake in it. There's nothing wrong with getting drunk. This is just like for the people that might feel stuck. Like this maybe isn't what they want to do anymore. And it's really hard to stop doing it so is.
0: and I hope this maybe gave those ones that are in that limbo of feeling stuck or feeling like they don't know how to tell people they don't want to drink I hope it helps gives you a little bit of like encouragement that you mm-hmm. can do it and that and, and like
1: remembering that if, if anybody has a problem with it like they're not your people they're like not your people w- let's really think about this here like cut alcohol is a toxin and should you choose to cut it out you're only doing benefits to your body mm-hmm. and for someone to have a problem with that yeah. dude that's
0: kind of weird
1: that's kind of weird
0: you're <laughs> gonna reevaluate who you're surrounding yeah. yourself around that's for sure but um thank you guys all so much for listening mm-hmm. um we appreciate you so so much and
1: yeah just thank you oh my goodness this is so much fun i love it so much so if you wanted to reach out to us in between episodes or just chat with us, anything, follow us, keep up with us. You can find us at mind to the muscle podcast on Instagram.
0: Yes, and also I wanted to mention if you guys want to write a little review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Oh, this is a also, new one? Yeah, I just thought of it. <laughs> Mel, Mel Robbins
1: does it. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to be Mel Robbins. No, so.
0: but, like, honestly, it does help. It helps, mm-hmm. like, boost the podcast. It helps boost the episodes to reach other people. So that would be amazing, and we appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys, and we love you as always, and thank you for being here, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Bye.